So you know you need an email list, but what should you actually say in your emails? That's what we're diving into in today's episode. Welcome to JFDI with the two Lauras, the podcast for freelance marketers that will help you create a profitable business. Laura Moore and Laura Davis are the two Lauras, freelance social media marketers and ads managers. Between them, they've got decades of insider expertise that they want to pass on to you. They're also the founders of The Inner Hub, the only membership exclusively for freelance social media marketers, dedicated to helping every member build a profitable business they love. This podcast is sponsored by Agora Pulse. Okay, so let's just start from the top, shall we? Maybe we just need a quick recap on why email marketing is so important. Yeah, I think because when we're working in social media, we kind of get in that little bubble, don't we? Where we're like, oh, Instagram is the most important thing or LinkedIn is the most important thing. And in some ways, like they are really important. But overall, email marketing is the one thing that every single freelancer should have in their bag. You should be doing it. This stat is one of the reasons. And that is that Statistics show that every subscriber that you have on your email list will add a minimum, and this is a minimum, of $1 to your revenue every single month. And that's a bare minimum. Like our email list definitely adds more than that and yours probably will too. But email is the only channel that you have full control over. So Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever you hang out can change their algorithms whenever they want. The platform can go down. You could have hackers come and take over your account. Anything could happen to your audience there, but also you can never reach every single person in your audience with your content. It's highly unlikely that that will happen. So it's you don't have control over it. Whereas email, you have control. You have control over when you send an email. To a certain extent, you have, an, you have control that it's going to land in their inbox. Yes, it may well end up in their spam or their promotions folder, but it's going to land in their inbox. And most of the people who you're sending an email to will therefore see it. They might not see it on the day that you send it, but they will have it in their inbox and they will have the option to open it and see it. They don't have the option as to whether or not they're going to look at your content. They only have the option as to whether or not it's going to be shown to them by the algorithm on social. So it's very different. So you should always have an email list. I think it's worth saying as well, just from my perspective of someone who is uh, very fussy about the emails I have in my inbox, I think email marketing, you are reaching people who have the intention to read your content. You read your emails. Yes. Whereas yeah. on social media, people go on social media, potentially just to, they're not necessarily going to educate themselves on the, the latest tips on, you know, how to get engagement on LinkedIn or whatever it is that you've posted about. They're going on there often to fill 10 minutes of it when they're, you know, waiting for the kettle to boil, although that would be a really slow kettle at 10 minutes. But you know what I mean? <laughs> They're just, you know, quickly scrolling. And and yes, obviously they may see your content and they might, the kettle may have boiled by the time. So they haven't got actually time to consume your content. So they may save it, but then it goes into an abyss of hundreds and hundreds of saved posts, or they may go, oh, I'll come back to that later. But the chances of later, they've forgotten who posted it. They've forgotten where to find it, especially if they're following lots of different people. Um, whereas email, when you sit down, like I'm very, I don't open my emails, personal or work ones, until I am sat without noise and I'm able to consume that content. So I'm much more intentional about it. And I'm 
fairly confident I am not alone in that. And it's much easier for me. So if I read if I read an email and go, oh, you know what, I quite like this, or I need to come back to that, or I'm going to go and read whatever link they've given, I'll save it or I'll mark it as unread because I know I need to come back to it. And it's far easier to organise your inbox than organise your the millions and millions of people pushing content on social media. It's a much more intimate, isn't it, email? Yeah. It's yeah. one. It's one. It feels one. like you, you're just being reading something that was written for you, whereas on social, you know, it wasn't just written for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this, and I'm saying this all coming from someone who I don't like having lots of emails. No, in my you emails. hate emails, don't you? I'm a hard one to market to generally, but email marketing is the one that really irritates me. But I even recognise the benefits, which is why when I was a freelancer, I begrudgingly <laughs> did, did the whole email marketing thing and built my list and. You only have to see the days where social goes down and you can't, you know, you can't communicate whatever it is that you want to communicate. Um, or like you say, the algorithms change and suddenly all of your content is tanking. And in that time that you're trying to figure out the new ways of doing social and the new ways to reach your clients and to engage with your clients, if you've got that email list, you know that you can just continue to speak to people there whilst you're kind of testing your new strategies on social. So, Well, that's like me right now. I'm banned from posting in Facebook groups. <laughs> um, we have our members Facebook group and we have our big Facebook group. I can't post in either of them. Helpful. Now, obviously, I'm lucky because I have you. So... <laughs> You can go and post in those groups. You know, I'm my like our business hasn't had to go fully quiet because I can't post in the groups, basically. But even if I didn't have you, I would still have all of those people on the email list so I could still communicate with yeah. them. Whereas if you don't have that, you, you know, you're potentially for those a month, six weeks, however it is I'm banned for, <laughs> my business wouldn't be showing up, you know, which is really risky. Yeah. But also, if you are somebody who is at capacity right now, maybe you've got, you know, all the clients you need, but tomorrow two of them say, oh, you know, I don't need you anymore. I'm giving you notice. If you've got an email list of people, you can go straight out to your email list. I've got space. Who needs, you know, who needs help? Yeah. You've always got people who you can go out to and and sell to. And yes, you can do that on social, but the chances of them seeing it at the right time and taking action on social is far lower than it is on email. Yeah. So there we go. You need an email list. Yeah. End of. <laughs> uh, yeah. The end. <laughs> right. So I think we've got a couple of kind of questions that I think will be on the tip of everybody's lips. Say, number one, like how often do I have to send an email? I, now, this is something because people say, how often do I have to post on social media? And mm. social media managers will always give a rounded response because obviously mm. there is no answer. But yeah, social media managers still ask this question how many times should i be emailing as often as you can yeah we all know that businesses hiring social media marketers want to see a return on their investment after all they probably hired you to make sure their business was being seen by the right people but roi is really tricky to prove when it comes to organic social media marketing unless you can use stone cold data with Agora Pulse, you can easily see which posts and conversations are driving website traffic, leads, and sales without being a Google Analytics expert. Get two months free with Agora Pulse at thetwolawyers.com forward slash Agora Pulse and see for yourself. So the more you email, the more people will look forward to your emails and read your emails. The more you email, the more your email you become known by those people. And the more you email 
the more you can potentially turn those people into buyers. So we email every weekday. Our emails are legendary, by the way. People love our emails. Mm -hmm. If you're not on our email list, you should totally go and get them. I Uh, like our emails. Even Laura likes reading our emails, which is, you know, unbelievable. But yeah, go to the twolauras.com forward slash daily um, and get our daily emails. We just share tips and advice and all sorts of things in there. But they'll give you some ideas of what you should, you know, be putting in your emails. But I think the key to remember is that if you're writing good emails, people will want to read them. So the more that you're giving them those emails, the better. So there's a couple of people's emails who I'm subscribed to who email every day and that might, and like literally Saturday and Sunday as well. And that might sound like a lot, but their emails are so short and they're full of nuggets that I actually actively go and look for those emails so that I can read them. If they were less frequent, Maybe I wouldn't do that because it wouldn't be so much on my radar. I wouldn't have read one yesterday and be looking forward to the one tomorrow, you know? So I think, and I'm not saying you need to go out and email every day. Far from it. You need to email as much as you can, as often as you've got something to say and as often as your audience wants to hear from you. And only you will know that. But if you just think about it, if you only email once a month, people are only going to hear from you 12 times a year. And it's unlikely that they're going to open your email because once a month has passed, they won't remember who you are. You know, your name in their inbox, they'll be like, who's that? And they won't open your email. Yeah. And that happens, like this happens to me all the time. Like I'll get, download a lead magnet or something from someone and then I don't hear from them. So then when I do hear, I'm like, who is this in my inbox? And Mm. I just delete, just delete because they're not on my radar. I think it comes down to, not overcomplicating it and which we can come on to in terms of actually what we need to say in our emails but I think people fear that they have to write these really long emails it's like the whole newsletter thing and Mm. I just don't think like I haven't got time to read long emails and if if I get a long email I'll just quickly scan and maybe you know Maybe that's not necessarily always a bad thing. I'll just quickly scan, see what headlines are. And if anything, you know, catches my eye, I'll read it. But I might have missed out on the paragraph where you're selling something to me Mm. because that headline didn't, you know, catch my attention. So I think short and sweet and not overcomplicating things is really important here. But once people have kind of got over the fact that they don't need to, like, obviously we email every weekday and people are like oh I can't I can't do that I haven't got the time for that the next kind of barrier is they don't know what to say and what I'm trying to say is that people do kind of overthink it don't they a lot of the time because they think that they need to write these long newsletters or what have you but they don't need to so on your point just then about newsletters and about how you skim them I think most people who get a newsletter in their inbox and I have no research to back this up whatsoever. (laughs) Uh, But I think most people who get those long newsletters probably do skim them if they read them at all. And so what a waste of your time just writing something really long, thinking about it, spending hours on it, and someone's just going to skim it. What's the point? Like I make, I, I totally understand the point for long content on, you know, for on a blog, you know, people might come and skim a blog, but you need that to be long because of the SEO. Mm. You don't need an email to be long because people are either going to open it and read it or they're not. And so... When you're sending these long newsletters, it's taking you tons of time to actually, you know, think about what you're going to put in it, collate all of that information, write it, maybe look, make it look pretty. By the way, pretty emails put me right off because they just like, like look like spam to me. Um, don't know if mm, you're the same, Laura. Same. Yeah. Um, so just don't waste time on that. Uh, but, but it's just such a waste of your time. And because it's so long-winded and detailed and time-consuming, 
guess what happens? You then put it off and you don't do it. So therefore you don't email your list and therefore your list don't hear from you. And therefore they forget who you are. So I would definitely avoid going down that route personally. Like there's no way we would ever launch a newsletter. Neither of us have got the time or brain capacity for it. But also we know that people wouldn't read it. So Mm. it just wouldn't be worth our time. People are time poor. They don't read long emails. That's a sweeping statement. They may well read long emails, but each point of that email needs to bring them down to the next point so they continue reading. So just ask yourself, like, when was the last time you read a long detailed newsletter? Have you ever? And I think if you've got like four or five points that you want to make, just write four or five different emails. Yeah, definitely. Because then it's easier for you. It's easier for other people to consume. Just make sure, as long as they're obviously good value and they're useful, then yeah, don't overcomplicate it. Mm. I feel like newsletters are very like early 2000s, you know, and I feel like some people have tried to revive them and some people probably have great success at that. But the the success potentially from that comes because they're monetizing those newsletters in terms of sponsorship. Um, So they're placing ads in those newsletters, which is what makes it a success for them because they're making money whether people read it or not. And and as a social media marketer, that's not necessarily going to be the case for you. So I would definitely think about your email content just like you think about your social content. Short and sweet, one point, one key takeaway, one call to action. That's what you would do in a social post. And there's no reason that you can't take your social post and rewrite it and put it in an email. Like how easy is that? If you're posting on social, why aren't you also sending it in an email? And I think we all need to realise that not all of our audience see our social posts. You know, Mm. we need to all remember that. Like if you've got 100 followers on Instagram, the chances are that probably only five people have seen that content. So if you're sending it on email, A, it doesn't matter if the same person saw it on social also sees it in their inbox because they may actually read it again when they've got more time like we've talked about they're more intentional they possibly have allowed themselves the time to read it and they may take something different from it that they didn't take from social media because you may have tweaked how you've written it but also you've then got all the other people who haven't seen your social content then getting value from that content as well repurposing your social content for email is so so important and useful Mm. and easy yeah yeah, definitely. Because you can you can take a social post and you can say it in exactly the same way. You could say it in a totally different way. You could go more in depth. You could just say, I shared this really great tip on Instagram today. Here's the link. You know, how long does it take you to write that email? Yeah. Really quick. And then that's getting people to click a link. So there's yeah. so many different ways that you can share your social content. And if you're spending time creating social content, which by the way, you totally should be doing, then, you know, definitely reuse it in an email. It's It's the easiest way to write emails or just from the other flip side it's like obviously your emails can be repurposed onto your socials so if you're struggling yeah. to say, and you know think of what to say on social what emails have you sent recently can you just yeah. put those on social can you repurpose them yeah can- and you can repurpose your emails no one will ever have noticed that we've sent the same email numerous times you know maybe we've changed it slightly maybe we've added a different ps maybe we've like had a different subject line and I'm not saying we've sent it one day and then sent it the same the next day. <laughs> but over time, like we keep a record of all of the emails that we've sent so that we can go back and reuse them. 
but also so they can inspire us to say something else because all of that content is such, you know, it's like a, a library of inspiration that you can go back and look at. We also keep emails from other people in our inbox to inspire us for ideas. And these are not people who are in our industry. They're people who are in completely different industries that we read emails from because they might just spark, oh, we could talk about this today. Uh, And that will help us for our emails and for our social content. And, you know, I do that a lot. And also when it comes to writing emails, quite often there's things that are happening in your days it's very rarely things that happen in my day. So I have to go to Laura Davis for her ideas. Um, but they will spark you an idea of what you could say in your email. So like this morning, I sent a message <laughs> on Slack to Laura saying, what can we talk about in email today? And she gave me a list of things, one of which was that the rain had completely destroyed her peonies. So we used that as a something to talk about in an email and we just flipped it so that it was relevant to marketing. If you've read that email, by the way, let us know if you enjoyed it. But there's always something that's happening in your life that you can make useful or valuable to other people. And the people who are on your email list want to hear from you. You're not hassling them by sending them an email because they joined your email list. And if they don't want to read it, they can unsubscribe. Mm. You know, so don't worry about about sending too many emails or you know, giving to trying to pack tons and tons of value in them. The short, sweet, nugget based emails are often the best. But I think something that people forget to do in emails quite a lot is to sell. They forget to tell people how to work with them or how to buy from them. And what's the point in emailing people if you're just going to keep giving them free content all the time? You know, there needs to be something in it for you as well. So we will often have like a, a PS, Robin Kennedy to call this a super signature. And we put that in the bottom of our emails with different ways that that we can help people. You could do that the same. Here are three different ways that you can work with me. Or you could do an email that is literally just about your service. This is how I can help you. This is what I do. Here's how you book. You know, you need to sell to people who are on your list. Otherwise, your list is definitely not worth that $1 per Mm. subscriber per month. Like you can tell some stories, tell your, you know, your case studies that you might be putting on your website. You can Mm. summarize those and say, look, I've just worked with this client or this is what my client has just achieved in the last 30 days on their ads or this is what's happened. Or, you know, you can just use that on your socials. And then that gives you a direct way to say well look and you could get this too this is how you can work with me but you know so don't be afraid to kind of tell stories about your clients as well as your peonies (laughs) definitely definitely and if you're thinking what this is great Laura's but you know I haven't got anyone on my list so who am I going to email well you you just need to get people on your list so if you go to the twolauras.com forward slash ideas, that will give you 34 ideas for lead magnets. The lead magnet is what's going to get people onto your list. So go to the twolauras.com forward slash ideas, and that will give you, you know, all of these different things that you can create yourself a lead magnet. You can put it out into the world. People will come onto your list and then you can start emailing them. And then when you've got a lead magnet, you've got something else to be talking about on your social media. Exactly. And just remember, email, email, email is so important for your business. If you don't have an email list, you are literally leaving money on the table and you are literally putting risk into your business. So please start an email list. If you have started an email list recently, or if you have listened to this and thinking, actually, yes, this is right. I need to go and start an email list. Drop into our DMs and let us know because we're really passionate about this stuff. We think this is really, really important. It's made such a massive difference in both of our freelance businesses and, you know, our our business now. So yeah, go do it. And if you're in the Inner Hub, you've got access to lots of resources about how to make the most of your email marketing and how to kind of monetize your email marketing. So 
go check out all the resources in the inner hub and if you're not in the inner hub you can come and check us out at the two laurascom forward slash inner hyphen hub yeah we will see you in there so i hope this episode has been useful and will inspire you to send more emails we are back same time same place next week and uh, yeah make sure you hit follow and subscribe so you don't miss that episode and we'll be back then arrivederci ciao <laughs> is ciao goodbye i don't know i don't know i thought it actually is italian as well isn't it? no i don't okay bye <laughs>